There's no place to escape to. This is the last time. On the left. <laughs> Side stories. Yeah, your That's when the cannibalism started. Side, Side stories. stories. <laughs> yes. Kiss all. Henry. Hey, kiss all. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yes, yeah. indeed. Think you're better than me. I do. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I do. I do. Really? I think I'm taller. I think I'm... Uh, I mean, there's I think more I'm, of you. There's more of me, so by I feel, that... I feel like it because I'm I'm smaller, I'm more yeah. like quality or quantity of person. Could be, but either way, we live in America, so quantity over quality is our motto. Only in the House of Representatives. That's what I've learned from <laughs> civics class. I'm big male. You're little male. I'm no. little male. No, I think that we're both. Uh, I think we're both really doing great as well as we possibly can. And I think wow. it's ridiculous to even sit here and have this conversation about who's better, who's You're more right. attractive, who's wow. got longer, you know, pubes. We don't need to talk about that stuff because we are you, equals. Weirdly, I bet you our pubes are pretty close. I think. I mean, I trim. I trim. Are, my, well, then I my pubes are longer because I don't. Also, we have see-through pubes because we have red hair. Yes, that's the that is the main issue. Is that it's sort of like a haze of smoke around a, a small <laughs> Scottish penis. Welcome to Side Stories, everyone. <laughs> I am Ben, hanging out with Henry. Yeah, Henry and I watched a wonderful Netflix series, and we want to discuss it. Sins of our mother, and no, it's not the sins that we've seen on those adult websites. In this case, it's the story of Lori Vallow and Chad Daybell. And I have to say, number one thing, number one, this is on Netflix, number one thing I want to say thank you to the universe for listening to us. Three-part docuseries. Three parts, 50 minutes, 50 minutes, 30 minutes, boom. You get boom. it all in, it's, and it's awesome, it is in and fantastic, and, and we'll talk about it. it's not fictionalized, it's not sensationalized, nope. you don't have a bunch of actors playing the people. I mean, we definitely will, because the one thing that Sins of Our Mother reminded me was the absolute mm -hmm. massive story that this is, and how many twists and turns. Huge. It is a true crime fucking cornucopia where you could see it's all the different levels you got cults yes. and shit and the one thing that was my main takeaway from sins of our mother a tiny cult indeed but my god a very powerful very one, i huh? mean they got they got a lot of results didn't they and i guess they did well to start with modern news is that her son colby yes. the one that was featured in the documentary quite often as the mm -hmm. one who's like my mama crazy she um he was then charged with sexual assault but then it was dropped it was by his estranged wife so he also has a weird ass like a strange like fucking something other crooked shit going on too and he's the innocent son right like he's the night he was the one that was like my mom, I don't know what she was doing. I don't know why she's always like this. But then, you know what I noticed, honestly, as I was watching the documentary, there's something about guys whose heads get thin at the top. Hmm. Where he, his head, head kind of gets thin at the top. Well, it's because it's... Got a new haircut. <laughs> it's a new haircut. Wow. It's a, well, no, it's wow. a... I, my hair woman, my hair woman, she said that I actually have a good shaped head to be bald. She was nice. She kept it going. She said, you got a good shaped head. But she's saying that I should try to. She said the words, I think you still have hair. It is getting very blonde. Oh, nice. Not bad. See? Well, interesting. That's, that's but he interesting does have about a head. But yeah, I do wonder if he's. Yeah, because he he was fine in the documentary series because he was the one really saying like, my well, mom he... changed. He was the only person that had like a view of Lori Vallow 
before all of this. Yes, of course, Kobe Ryan, I wasn't aware of these, but of course the charges were dropped, so we'll just move on from there. But he yeah. was a key point in the docuseries. He humanized the entire situation. The man had a devastating life. His family is gone, and his mother, who killed his family, doesn't seem to give a shit. It reminded me, number one, Sherry Moon Zombie, this is a role she could play. Oh, oh yes. She oh, looks, I wish. I could I see wish. it. It's like oh, baby. so close. It really is. Lori Vallow is baby in a different scenario in Arizona, getting tan wow. mom. She is so psychotic. It reminds me of the preview I saw for the movie, Smile, which I don't know if I need to see because the preview seemed to show me every single smile I'm going to see, just but smiles. I don't know. Yeah, it really is. I think that'll be a fun film, but again, the dangerous, the horror part of it is smiling. What if at the end somebody frowns? Whoa! Whoa! What did you expect at that? The way oh, that... No. The way that Lori was smiling, joyous in the courtroom, on the beach in Kauai, in uh, that's part of Hawaii there, uh, with Chad Daybell. I was like, this is, I've never, it was, It seems like she was in the middle of a psychotic break. Like, we have some people who have, you know, issues, oh, yeah. and sometimes they think they're Jesus. And yes. I feel like she just really had an extended version of that for like, what, three years? There was something, I mean, I'm jealous. Just the con the confidence that you are the Godhead must yeah. be so moy. Like, that's just so much fun. Like, you just get to walk around. You declare who's a zombie. You're a zombie. Eliminated. You're, You're done. A zombie. Your name's Violet now. Your name's what? Ned. Didn't he oh. call her Ned? He called Ned. Is yes, it Ned, Ned right? or Nick uh, yes. Schneider. And that no was, one knows why that was the name that was chosen. Well, if for those of you that don't know, so Lori Vallow, when she was married before, to Charles, to Charles, when she was married to Charles. So th that was also what was really good about the documentary is that it really did it step by step by step by step. So you could yes. see like all the weird twists and turns. And I forgot that the reason why she had killed him or had him killed by right. her brother, Alex Cox, was because he was no longer Charles. He was either Ned or Nick, yes. which was the demon that was inhabiting him. Right. right. And, and so what you see, though, is that the but, delusion, the one thing that Sins of Her Mother also showed was how deep the delusion was, because my constant question when it comes to these types are how much of a true believer actually are they? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, does Lori Vallow really believe that she's the godhead. Does Chad Daybell really believe that he can see the future? Right? Did he get that he's the prophet? Right? And right. He, like, and up to a point, I think Chad Daybell is not a true believer. I, I think, think that Lori is more of a believer than Chad, and I think yes. Chad is doing the classic guy thing where it's like right. I'm kind of Whatever a dumpy loser. What if I write a book? Maybe I yeah. can finally have sex oh. with that hot woman that I've always wanted to because he kissed a woman and then immediately was like, "I'll marry you." And I think he so lived fast. a very sexually restrained life. Very much. Who gives a flying fuck? He made Why his own decisions. Why did I become a comedian? I became a comedian to even the playing field so that I could kiss a hotter woman. Absolutely. That I was supposed to. That was the whole point. So Chad Dable's in the right business. But Lori Vallow, because of the text, she's like, Ned only has a few days left. Yes. I know that's like now is a count. I guess now it's at the time being like, Ned is really getting uncomfortable with his situation. We're going to have to do something about Ned. And like yeah. the fact that she could stay in character in the text. And then what you're what you were saying, the smug. It was like once she got into the fucking courtroom and she's smiling With and she's weird just so makeup on. I mean, oh, it's oh, probably yeah. jail makeup, so it's probably yes. smashed up crayons and a whole series of different uh, things well, applied. Uh, applied probably whatever. Her, truly, was what probably whatever her lawyer had. 
Like, yeah. here, you can have this. You just put this on her lips. Because she was like, I have to look somewhat, somewhat presentable or whatever. I am the, I am God. Right, so of I course, you are God. Good. And yeah. she was like, we've known some crazier people in our life. And she was like, it's hard to describe someone flowing. Yes. And I have to say, she was flowing in that courtroom. She oh, was yes. like gracefully walking in this, again, perverted, psychotic universe that she has created. But number one thing, Ned, named for a demon. Come on. What do we got? Dog. Nerdy demons? Does, I mean, he have a, does he have a bunch of buck teeth hey, and he's hey, wearing glasses? I played Come a on demon now. named Gary for many years. All right. And yes, it was supposed mm, to be funny. Right. It's a funny show. No one died in real life. Yay. No one really died. But also, yeah, true. That's the thing is that the idea of calling someone Ned, like that's their evil name. Right. Is really because interesting. She's because talking. She's talking to an angel Moroni and then the demon is Ned. Ned? What is happening? I'm yeah, sorry. It's Isn't it? It reminds me of uh, it reminds me of Groundhog's Day. Ned. Ned Ryerson. Ryerson. Yeah, yeah, it's literally, that's who I saw yeah. when she kept saying Ned, that that strapping man, Charles Vallow, <laughs> kept turning into Ned Ryerson. And then Stop she, it. but it is wild. Like, again, I just didn't realize. So there another part that well, just, just really quickly baffled going, me. Yes, just sure, going sure. back really quick to the Ned thing. The, the second point was, so we were talked about, is she a true believer? And I yeah. perhaps she's in character. But then she also seemed to truly believe she was going to be on the will. Uh, I oh, thought she was going to, yeah. she thought she was going to get about a million dollars. And yes, so how do you weigh those two things when you're like, okay, so you think there's a demon living inside of him. You got to kill him. But then two days later, you didn't forget this demon did have life insurance. Oh, I guess. But it's also truly Ned then is absolutely evil because he deceived her. Into thinking oh. that she would ever get the money. And so afterwards, you like, you see, we did it right because he was always a demon. But I do think that, because, yeah, of because course. Because Charles took her off the life insurance about three months before because he was like, I think he knew. he's going to kill me. Yeah, he started to know. He understood. Well, I think that we're one big discussion. I remember when we were doing Jonestown and talking yeah. about Jim Jones. And I think it comes, I think the true believer cult leader aspect comes in waves and degrees that you start in a more cynical environment. Charlie, Lori Vallow found Chad Daybell through a podcast, which is again, <sighs> just unfortunate. Very right? unfortunate. It's like, again, I love our listeners. I love, like, I love being a podcaster and sure. doing it, but it's very difficult. Like the prophet's not going to have one. I'm just sorry. Okay. The prophet's not going to have a fucking podcast. The prophet, he's going to be on terrestrial radio. <laughs> I really do think he's going to have a contract. I, I, don't I think know he's going to have that. a gift or gap. I think I don't know. If it, I can't see him sitting with like a, a bunch of podcast producers, like the real prophet, like figuring up being like, well, oh, these good shore mics. Like are we doing all this and like, oh, what <laughs> programs are we like? I don't think it's happening. Would but the she prophet him, just be able to put the words in your brain and then you don't even have to have a podcast at all? Whoa. I mean, that's the idea. Wouldn't you just show up? Wouldn't you Cut just show middleman. up with the feet at the prophet? Right, yeah, that you, you found, you've been searching for years, and all of a sudden now you're you're at the Godhead, and you can see him, and he's a fucking Ugh. dumpy piece of shit. I'm he's just some it. guy, and he's not even in. I would even say he he's not even in Brooks Brothers. He's wearing like Walmart <laughs> gear. Like this is not the prophet. It's not. from your grave. If there's a foreign language that you regret not learning in school, it's never too late to start with Babbel, the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, you can finally cross learning that new language 
off your list. With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson, so you can start having real-life conversations in as little as three weeks. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent, which I never need any help with. In addition to lessons, you can access podcast games, video stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. I know when I went in to be a hostage negotiator for Mexico, the first thing they had to comment on was my accent. They said I didn't sound like a native speaker. And I said, me, Henry Zabrowski, not a native speaker, but with just a couple of select lessons on Babbel. I got to go in there to help the cartels work their way up to become government officials. And it's incredible. Honestly, I was struggling with my Canadian for years until Babbel got in there. So right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash left. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. But you see it building. I think that she was looking for, again, it's uh, Lori over Chad was like, why am I special? And the reason why she's special is that she was born hot in Idaho. And if yeah. you're there, if you're in Iowa, Idaho, Wyoming, love you. But if you're like, if you're solid, because Lori Vallow, she's an LA seven, right? She's doing good. She's very beautiful, right? I mean, I guess whatever. And but that it, makes uh... you an Idaho, Iowa, 95, Right. But the problem is, is that you see like we do. People talk like it's sexist. Right. It's misogynistic. But no, she used it. And to her, like it was a part of her delusion because she's Mm. like, everyone treats me special. Everybody treats me special. I must be special. There's something about me that's super, super special. And every day she's looking for the validation of it. And at some point she sees this other narrative that she can just insert herself into and be like, now I'm I'm obviously special. The prophet wants to bang me. Everybody does. And I didn't fully believe that until the footage and sins of our mother when they have her at the station, right? So Charles Vallow has, he's told the cops, Five, six times. Yes. My fucking wife, my strange wife is going to fucking kill me. But you know what was interesting about that also is because she is saying such psychotic things like my children are zombies. You're on the dark side, Charles. So is JJ. So is uh, so is uh, Tylee. Um, then when you repeat it, you sound, you sound crazy. crazy. So the judges are, are so the officers are like, oh, OK, she said you're on the dark side. All of these. Yeah, it's blah, like blah, when, blah. now the onus is on you to prove that you're not. And it screws, it just, it, it oh, makes yeah. it very it difficult for, it's, for Charles it's, and the kids. It's the core of the hook of quote unquote secret schools. It's what, what LRH understood implicitly is that if I walk you through all of this shit and then you've already signed up and maybe some of it's helped you or not. And then I reveal the Xenu thing, the secret chapter that now you've gone so far and you've dealt, you've done with so much that now like are like, oh fuck. Now I have to explain to people if I were to try to explain the inner workings of our of our fucking religion, it's about how we all worship this alien destroyer, right? Like, right. like he's a part of this storyline. So yeah, what you say, you sound like a fucking crazy person, right? But finally, he had convinced the police. He had he did all of the legal red. He ran through all the legal red tape. Charles Vallow. He went and he like he got this petition put together saying they needed to do a mandatory mental health pickup. For Lori Vallow, that they needed to go scoop her and they mm-hmm. needed to talk with her. But then Lori Vallow is in the police station 
with her daughter and the cop is talking mm. with her and she's like, well, you know, Charles thinks I'm crazy. And he says all these crazy things. Like I said them to him and these cops are like, yeah, sure. And then eventually they're like, well, it says here, we got this like mandatory mental health pickup we're supposed to do for you. But this <laughs> is the thing. Then the cop proceeds to tell her flirting with her the entire time, how she can get out of the mental health pickup. Where he's like, well, the thing is don't ever open your door. You just make sure you open up at a crack and then you close it. Don't let the cops in. Don't let the cop. He's like, if they they want to come to you in your car, just you, you just lower the window a little bit. Talk to the cop through the window. Don't. Talk. And this is another cop. And right. this is the person that is a legitimate uh, circus crazy person, like full crazier. Like yeah. and nothing then proved it until later on. What you were saying, and, the idea of like being when she was in the court and like walking around like her shit didn't stink. You're like. Oh, she might actually be very insane. Well, and of course, we don't know if her dookie does stink uh, based no, on no. her it diet. Help. It might no. actually probably does. Many of the uh, vegetarian or the healthier people, and I'm sure she, not sure if she's a vegetarian, but she eats healthy. Oftentimes, that does lead to a little bit of odor in the bathroom. I but do believe hot women thing, take one putrid liquid dump every three months. I agree with I that I feel like entirely. they just get it all out, and then they go back to their life of just pellets. The saddest thing about that, okay, save it for jury duty. So the saddest thing about that uh, interrogation or conversation, light conversation she had with the police is Tylee is there the entire time. The entire time. And and, and Tylee obviously is wa- so loves her mom. sad. Tylee loves her mom. And Tylee wanted to impress her mom because she did this thing. Same thing with the other bitch. What's her name? That was like Lori Vallow's best friend that appeared on all the podcasts afterwards. I the one that know. They, they, they try to get her to lie for the cops, right? Like they, they wanted her to pretend like Tylee and JJ were with her. And then she does her whole like, I simply can't believe you'd ask me to lie to the police. Like in her weird, like Idaho way. And then Lori Vallow's immediately just talking about like, no, no. It's like, maybe it's just because Starting to sound like someone uh, is doing some zombie talk. That sounds yes. like a thing that a zombie would say. And you're like, well, that's oh, the oh, thing. Oh, and oh, also, you, with all of her friends, I'm forgetting. I want to say it's Meg, but I don't think that's right. Um, this is the friend. She was one of the more normal. Melanie people. Gibb. Melanie Gibb. Her husband was actually involved in the in the. They're all in. They were all involved at one point with the Daybell type yes. philosophy. They were already then, in it. Uh, a podcast occurred where her husband was on with uh, with Lori. And again, the podcast is disgusting. The whole thing of it is. And uh, according to Melanie Gibbs' husband, he saw JJ for the last time. And there was speculation that when they showed JJ to uh, her husband to prove that he was still alive, he was in fact dead. And that was the last known sighting of JJ, this little baby child who had no, uh, did not deserve any of this. But Melanie, it was just proof that Lori was trying to set up all of her friends, all put of them. them all in the narrative. And as soon yes. as they were like, hey, uh, at least give me a heads up. Because I mean, Chad then called Melanie was like, the cops are going to call you. Don't answer. It's like, I have to answer. Just, I'm not. What are you talking about? Well, it's just it's dropping out of nowhere. Well, this is the problem. They all, every one of them in the circle around Chad Daybell and Lori Vallow, they were totally cool with letting this ride out. It's because it's the fantasy. There's a, I've seen this happen. This this does tend to happen in internet groups. Never mind weird fringe Mormon 
internet groups, right? Where they, because they, you know, in Mormonism, it is completely built in. It's a part of the religion where you're allowed to, you can declare yourself a little mini prophet and get your own crew together. That is just, that's a part of the, of the function of the way that they built their theology. Where, but combine it with the internet where like there's kind of a fantasy involved where everyone's like playing these like this end world scenario out. Like we're going to go like, we're this ragtag group of people that were the last yeah. of 144,000 are going to live. It sounds like a young adult novel, right? We're right. all going to, we're here kissing. It's cool. We're kissing and it's crazy and yeah. it's wild. You know, it's different. It's dark. We, we got, like we got, we have to kiss before the world ends. So that kind Ooh, of shit. It's like the beginning of the craft. But then <clears throat> shit gets real. Yeah, it does. And then when shit gets real, now the cops are involved. There's no right. longer, there's no fantasy. There's no angels. There's no visions. It's like, there's a real physical cop that has arrived. You have killed your children. Right. Because you have said that they are zombies. It is now all legit. And I do think that Chad Dayball's kind of like floating in it because he's the one who killed them. Well, of course he is. And I think Lori is the one, obviously, that was defending him. She's and marrying covering up it. for him. Absolutely. I think that she's she also was distancing. more in charge. And she's throwing Chad under the fucking bus. She's also doing that. She's distancing herself, herself from him in the trial. Like, we're going to see the well, same shit. I don't know. We'll see. Because now they're going to go on trial together, which I think is going to be very interesting. She so. did have some eye contact with Chad after the or during she's the like, uh, arraignment where she's like, hi. And I must I must say, as uh, the police officers were excavating the backyard of Chad Daybell's home, where he also uh, killed his wife. Oh, that call um, when he's doing the call. Yeah. Oh. They're in the backyard. Oh, okay, honey, is it everything fine? (laughs) I don't know, Lori. We'll see. Like, he's doing that weird thing where he's just a bitch. I hate him. He is such a dumpy bitch. And I felt like, you know, when the babies were dead, when Tylee was gone and JJ were gone, they literally wanted to do a life redo. That's why she went back to Hawaii with Chad. And watching that footage, it just made my skin crawl. Yeah, Yeah. because it's, it's insane. It is so insane. And anyway, check out the documentary. There's so much more to it. It's really worth it. It's like I was very happy with what Netflix did. It's like, again, because it's just a straight down the pipe uh, true crime documentary. And it's it's really good. And I I think that they got really good interviews and uh, just seeing her haunted eyes. I also do want to issue my own correction immediately. Lori Vallow was born in California. And then she she did leave and come back. But it was San Bernardino. So. Now, there you go. San Bernardino. The other person in this documentary, just quickly, I forget her name as well. I'm bad with names, but she was the brunette gal who was batshit. The gal who was was very religious, who believed that she had multiple past lives, whichever you can. Oh, yeah. But the one who was like, there was so in the world, I said we were saying in the world of strange, hysteric religion. There are so many people that are that are nuts and they have really crazy conversations as if they're normal. So if oh, you yeah. look at Lori, she's just like a little. She's just like, whoa, she took it slightly to the right. Yeah, I can't believe it because she lost focus of Jesus so almost to the point where I'm thinking Jesus might be needed in this damn religion so that people don't think that they're Jesus. The whole time she's just like because Natalie and I were laughing at that because she her thing is like, well, 
Lori shouldn't be killing her children because zombies don't come around until the, the 19th <laughs> generation. Like, you know, she has yeah. this like weird, like other pseudo religious reasons why Lori Vallow's religion is incorrect. Where right. she's like, but her absolutely unhinged beliefs are also like that. She's like, crazy. But it's normal to believe that we each have an angel assigned to us. That's our seeing guide angel. When we go up to heaven and they make sure we get our favorite foods in the buffet and, and we do something Ooh. like you're like, yeah, it's a concierge experience when you go oh, to heaven. Do you, think, do you think heaven's a buffet? Ask the Zodiac. And uh-huh. that's what Zodiac said. Oh, there's also a new article. We I think did we talk about this a little bit last no, we, week. No, we like, haven't talked another, about this yet. So we can talk well, about this here. But um, it's but, not all. I, I don't have a lot of information. I'm just saying it's another article. It's another suspect of the Zodiac that they say is a lock. We just, I don't think we're ever going to solve the Zodiac. No, 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 no. We're not. It's an unsolved mystery. There's just no way we'll ever know. Yes. It's all circumstantial. Every single so, piece of evidence is circumstantial. Check out Sins of My Mother. It's a really great, it's quick. You can watch it and your eyes won't bleed and they don't just repeat the same thing over and over and over again. That's and, what I like. Uh, also, the, uh, the journalist was fantastic. The uh, the detectives that actually took this case seriously were well, fantastic. The, finally, um, when they, when it all came together, it yes. just also it shows how it's very difficult to prosecute crimes and stuff that are within like families and between like because it's the, no one wants well, look to at the get Murdoch, involved. The Murdoch case as well in South Carolina, yeah. which no one they want to get involved. Mur- that that family also could use a little three part docu series as well. Oh, that's to- coming. Just That's to put coming. it all together and see it in a linear way, because Tylee and trial. JJ, yes, once it goes, but Tylee and JJ, that entire process was 10 months and everyone's like, where's the kids? And I also felt a little bit bad for the grandmother, for the mother of Lori. Oh, she's I just trying to defend so her. Well, kid, she's a basket case fucking too. The, Lori Ballow's mother's a fucking, she was just like, I just couldn't believe she'd go that far. She told me a couple of crazy things, but I just figured that's Lori. And you're like, what? You're no crazy. One, you're no crazy. one wants to believe it. And, you know, that's why, please, God, don't take the Bible literally. They talked about Abraham and the story. I believe it's, it's Abraham poetry. and Isaac or whatever. It's and, goddamn uh, poetry. It's just, I, oh, God. I just it wonder. It's not real. Because they haven't released how J.J. and Tylee died. And I just wonder. No. If Chad Daybell is standing there with a fucking sickle and just being like, God, if you don't want me to kill these two kids, let me know you now. Me, you tell me right now. And then Lori just whispers in his ear, kill the kids, kill the kids. It's like, okay, God, right. gotcha. Let and me I just see a titty. Let me see a titty. All right. All right no, that's why I'm doing I'll do it. it. And I just wonder if, because uh, they haven't again released how the kids died. I wonder if it was something uh, uh, like a traditional or something. Uh, I, uh, you know uh, what I'm saying? Ritual, like ritualistic. There is uh, th- what I have heard is that they were probably drugged yeah, and then put out because, again, he just didn't have the fucking. I mean, this is disgusting to Ugh. say he didn't have the balls to do it the hard way. He wanted He's to make sure such that a they toad. could just like he wanted to make sure that he could be kind of dispassionately released from these zombies. And Ugh. which also speaks to it is interesting because I thought. They were these needed to be destroyed zombies. I thought that they were the biggest villains in your little world. And you still wanted to make sure that you could not get it. It wouldn't be too icky for you. They but he did write that so text, stupid. that that horrible text. Oh, my like, God. I guess I had to go bury a raccoon today. Huh. 
fun times, you know, like yes. some garbage where you're like, he sent a, uh, Chad Daybell sent a text to his wife uh, after or before the kids were murdered. I believe it was after it was, saying yes, that he got after. into a fight with a raccoon. So congratulations. We have a pet cemetery in our backyard, which just, again, the entire thing is so horrific. And if you think about pet cemetery, obviously a lot of zombies and a lot of animals involved with this. See, so, that's a good show too, is that they come back up from the fucking dead. Well, that's why when they exhumed kids fighting their parents who killed them. Well, that was another thing. When they exhumed Chad Daybell's wife, there were people that were like, "Uh oh, they better wear some. They better have some. uh, They need a mask. They're going to need a they need a gun because this is going to be a zombie in there. And it's just (laughs) it's just insane. It was Janice Cax. That was the mom. And again, just lastly, 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 the scariest part of all of this blood clots. It's the silent killer. That's what got you. Alex never Cox. know when they're coming. You know. Well, <laughs> yeah. It was like what? Up? As soon as All he died, the- and they're like blood clots. I was like, that's that's the, now it's hidden home for me. Because also, yes, exactly. Yeah, chickens have come <laughs> home to roost. Also no. shows that you know God killed him. If that yeah. if there was a way sure. to say it right, truly, if if you all believe that God is this fucking like ever present universe and obviously God sent the fucking bullet through the veins of Alex Cox to his fucking brain <laughs> and also his stand up. What? Oh uh, of course, he's God. an open micer. Of course. I didn't know that. I forgot. I actually might have forgot that in all the details. So. I could, have gone, brother, I could have gone for a little bit more stand up oh, from Alex yeah. Cox. They only got yeah, about yeah. a 10 second clip in there. I only think that I think that they only he only did it a couple of times. Like he did a couple of bringers. But the fact that Alex Cox was an open micer made <laughs> so much sense because it's the same because his whole thing, too, was about like it was exactly what you think it was. You know what I mean? Where they like, it's all Dude, that trench it, coat open micer comment, like good, like buddy, weird jokes about like killing people and shit. It was the entertainment for the children who were kidnapped in the House of a Thousand Corpses. It, it was what? all. This it is. This was. needs to be. I've actually heard the monsters is good. I'm excited to see it. But I want I, Rob I, Zombie I to you? direct this. That is, uh, the Valo story. I, I mean, in in a way, I got. The, I actually have the monsters review. I watched it. It is better than I. It is way better than I expected it to be. Great. But I was really sad with. I felt like there was. How do you put it? It was lit. Too much like the Monsters television show. It was lit too much like a TV show. I feel like they it was atmospheric, but the makeup is incredible and honestly very funny. Sherry right. Moon, Sherry Moon Zombies, like it's like she's not bad in it. Okay, very and, good. And the I'm guy happy. who played uh, the guy who played Herman Munster was fucking hilarious. Awesome. Legitimately very funny. It's a worth to watch. Um, also, to there's all of this shit about Alex Cox and Lori Vallow um, canoodling as children. <sighs> What? They were very physically close. That was the thing that the mom always said is that she always kind of, oh, like also God. fucked up is the mom said this real lightly in that in the docuseries like, you know, her and Alex were always a little inappropriately close. They're always very, they're touching. And like, she'd always you be just sitting on his say, lap and shit uh, and like, and playing with his ears. And, and then he'd be there like, you know, like being like, it's a nice tight dress you got on, sister. Uh, it's just a lot. I, 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 mean, I don't you know, know. The reason why porn has got the stepbrothers thing on hold, because again, legally there's separation. At least uh, there's no DNA involved in there. Mostly it's actors. Um, but you know, yeah. if it's really, if you're really sucking, I guess they really want to be Mormon. I guess that's full. They really are looking forward to how, how do you, how do you I really guess. be a cult group? It's like, I guess mommy cult leader and, and, and brother cult leader dude need to fuck. 
Yeah, I guess uh, in that way. Rise from your grave. A roast as dark as the night, perfect for fueling the cryptid research and mad ravings required for your podcasting. Don't mind the red eyes. He's just trying to warn you of the bridge. The bridge. Finally, from the caffeine-addled brains of Spring Hill Jack Coffee and last podcast on the left, we bring you Mothman's Red Eye Blend. Yes, delicious Panama beans. Go to lastpodcastmerch.com to order yours today. <laughs> so anyway, again, check out Sins of My Mother. Really interesting stuff. And just a reminder that it doesn't happen overnight. It's slow. It's a slow burn. Slow. It's a and, slow uh, burn. I would like it to really say that is. Lore needed to get help, but I don't know what would have helped her. And she, people all around her enabled her, including the system. And I feel like the ultimate victim, obviously, J.J. and Tylee. And then poor Charles, Everybody. who also had his life They're ruined. They're all dead. They have like seven um, bodies attached to them. You know, and some like with Charles, they kept he kept on sending all these emails, and no one ever was like, "Fuck you, Charles," because they were all still in Lori's spell, yeah, and of it's just a horrible way to die, and it sucks. And uh, I just felt so bad for all of them. And anyway, so uh, ask your mother if she's speaking with Moroni, and if she says yes, make sure it's a wine. Yeah, then she's sure. just a little wine. Oh, she's having fun. <laughs> but if it's a uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. angel spirit, uh, please God, it's not good. You need to tell her, "Hey, mom." You're fucking nuts. You need to go and get some like food, get some like lithium or something and grind it up and put it in her food. I don't know if you can do, do that. I don't know if legally you're allowed. I don't no. know. I think that what they do need, it's the it's more of like, I hope that one day when I finally have my full unhinged like mini breakdown that will allow me to kind of like retire for a while. Like, well, that's kind of what I'm hoping for. <laughs> that's right? like, that's people, a fun like, way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah people right. let them go. Away. But I, I'm hoping. Just do it towards the end of the next contract. That's the idea. Great. Yeah, yeah. And then it's I'm like, right. oh, it's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Then I can go right, right? But it's like, I, I, there's something about, sometimes what you need to do is you take a really person who's completely unhinged, and I've said this to Natalie, she has full permission. Your job is to drug me, put me in a straitjacket, get me to an insane asylum. Yes. Will I be incensed before? Will I be ranting and raving? Absolutely. Mm. But just bundle me up. Because sometimes what you need to do is be filled with Thorazine, put in a room, right. and then be like, maybe I wasn't talking to an angel. Like, may, it might be nice to have some of the breakthrough uh-huh. where you're like, okay, hey, it seems to be a lot of people are saying I'm not God. So maybe, because now, because if I have enough time alone, I could think, well, if I was God, I could turn all of them into cotton candy. Right. If I wanted well, give to, it you a know try. what I mean? I, I could just do a bunch of shit. I could do whatever I wanted. I, I could have been in the NBA. Yeah, you know what I mean, well, I could have I mean, done anything else with my life actually, if I wanted, if I was God. It is bizarre. In no era could you have been in the NBA. Isn't that sad? I feel hey, like I could have done it in th- maybe the 70s. You don't think that there was not a group of the original Polish basketball players that were mm. murdered during World War II and that maybe <laughs> then they would have need for the bowling ball Zabrowski? Like, you need somebody to get in there and really mix it up. It'd scare them because they're just know. not expecting you. You never know. And I think it's, it is very possible. Um, but yeah, anyway, just go to Passage of Malibu. I think that's just a really expensive place to go after, I don't know, people accuse you of a bunch of crimes and they'll be like, don't worry, he went to Passages. Um, I'm going to Attitude Rehab. I feel oh. like that's really what I would need. It's more just like, I just need a fix of just like my fucking vibes. You know what Can I, I would I just like go to do? A, a vibe check? We live, in the, 
we live in this era now of multiple eras living upon themselves, almost like inter, in multi-dimensions. Hey, Whoa. dude. Check about the show. Yeah. I would like a reenactment of Hey, Dude, where I can go to the summer camp. Oh, and I can be talk- one of the campers and I want to salute your shorts. And I want see you. You're talking about what we're going to do a whole series when we come back from Europe. We're going to do a series on the, the troubled teen industry and, t- and talking about that shit. So you just want to be a troubled large man, yeah? That gets to go to a ranch where but, and you cause, like cause you work fun with a trouble. horse. Yeah, yeah. What's well, like they? So your your way of getting past your alcoholism is that it's like you do city slickers. Yeah, where you go to a dude ranch and your whole thing is you learn lessons mm. about life and love while you help a bunch of cattle go across a river. Absolutely, and I find Curly's gold. Oh my god, it's brown. <laughs> oh, oh, this is more like chocolate. All right, everyone. Well, I think it's time for Hero of the Week. <laughs> this week's hero is John Cena. He's a professional wrestler. Yeah, you I mean, might. He is. He, uh, he is appropriate though. Right? He because- is appropriate because he just smashed the Guinness World Record. For granting 650 wishes That's for six ch- for sick children. Now, does again, he, what does I, he do? Does he go in? Do like do they put up like a molecule of cancer and then he wrestles it in front of them <laughs> and beats it? No, like, I think he goes and hangs out with the kids and gives them encouraging words. Now that I, I think oh about it, actually, I'm not sure. You know, it is heroic. Yeah, it's the cool kids that are the he heroes. does it. I'm gonna the kids, the kids are the kids heroes. Are the heroes. Um, but it's nice that he does that. The children are between the ages of two and eighteen. No one's called us. No, no, no. We did have we have we, had, did. we did honestly that was very very sweet Those people. Um, but it's uh, but not anyway. for the children. But also, this is I think I made this joke and I talked about this. That's how you know everything's fucked when you have cancer. When you're sitting there and you just want to be like like so. What are our next steps? Yeah, and they're like uh, Richard Nixon. Can you come in? Actually, blue oyster cults here, Henry. Uh, they want yeah. to just like don't fear the reaper. And the nice thing is, when you're so when you're so far gone like that, we can just we can get like a of a fake version An of impersonator. It. We'll, yeah, we'll get yeah. like red, red oyster butt, and they'll come in and they'll just <laughs> sing a couple of different tunes, and be like, that is the best Steely Dan performance ever. Be like, look, yes, Henry, that's right, that was the look, Allman his, Brothers. His toe moved. He must really love it. You know, like you get to that part <laughs> where like, you get like, look, oh, see, look, his eyeballs kind of twitched. He can hear you. I I don't want to get there. Uh, hopefully no. by then I have a sympathetic nurse that just wipes me out. Well, that, of course, will have to depend on how much money you're able to keep. That's the idea. Um, so John Cena says, if you ever need me for this ever, I don't care what I'm doing. I will drop what I'm doing and be so involved cool. because I think that's the coolest thing is, uh, again, uh, he says, I just drop everything and I can offer a fantastic experience. I'll be first in line to do my part. So anyway, it's all very sad, actually. But he's it been is. doing this for a long time and it's not easy on him and it's not easy on the kids. Obviously, they're dying. But, you know, it's got to be it's uh, anyway. So John Cena's fucking hero of the week. OK, sure. and the 650 kids who died after meeting him. I'm starting to think, is it him? Maybe he's a serial killer. I don't know. <laughs> is he, That's is actually he, a great is fucking movie. From, uh, he's just going from town to town, doing all of these wonderful Make things. Make a but curse. Choking all the kids to death in the he's night. He's just the best. He is the best. As he soon as he comes the in, the children die with a smile on their face. Peacefully. Some said that it was more of a death-like grimace. Weird. But I think that they're smiling. They loved him. Anyway, well, there you wow. go. There we go. There you fucking go. You happy? It's a person. Yeah, he died. He did water. He did an animal. It's true though. It's good. John Cena. He was good. 
John Cena is very good. And Hopefully I, he doesn't Henry, get charged for the crime. No, no. Uh, Henry, you have a, a controversial opinion that you think he's a better actor than The Rock. I think he's a much better actor than The Rock. I don't know. I think The Rock is an incredible movie star. I think The Rock is a movie star. John Cena is actually a very good actor. But the best wrestling actor is Dave Bautista. Oh, fantastic. I'm not going to criticize you there on that one. There we go. There are some listener emails. Telling the story honestly scares me even to this day because I feel like I might manifest whatever what me and my dad saw. On a normal night, me and my dad went to the gym like we do every evening. You know how we always go to the gym with our fathers. Oh, yeah. I used to go to the gym all the time with my dad. Yeah, it was just this guy named Jin. I was just watch them just drink together at a table. No, my dad didn't drink. Now, we get into this truck and we lay the towels down so we don't get the sweat on the seat as we drive home, right? So we talk and we jam out. That's very, honestly, your father, is, it's uh, that's sweet. difficult. It's very sweet. But honestly, yeah. also, I just let it, I let that sweat soak. We pull into our neighborhood mobile home park. My dad notices the only three major power poles okay. are out, right? He's pissed. Damn it, the power's out. We drive down the road. Our roads are not paved. They're very rocky. Okay. And I notice the houses have power. Hmm. My dad wanders down the first street and he pulls into our driveway. I tell him, wait, keep keep driving. I see something. He drives and doesn't turn. And we pull up on what we can only describe as gives them pure fear to this day, which seems to be in front of their home, a seven to eight foot tall man in Vietnam fatigues and a woman in floral rags clutching a black plastic bag, but no faces. This is outside of their home. I was so scared, I couldn't even turn to take a second look. I just wanted to shit and be home. Yeah. And to this day, me and my dad will not talk about what we saw. Wow. But they know what they saw. Interesting indeed. Here's another one. My mom had a best friend growing up, Lucky, that my grandpa ended up being a foster dad to because her parents weren't fit to take care of her. Okay. So when my mom was pregnant with me, my grandma and my foster aunt's dad, Earl, lived with him for the first couple of months of his life. Then one day, my mom and foster aunt found him dead in the living room of the house I grew up in not too long before I was born. So when I was little, my grandpa mainly raised my sister and I, and sometimes we would try to scare us by going outside and making scary noises. Oh. So one night, I woke up in the middle of the night, and everyone was asleep. The house was dark, and I heard from my bedroom a deep voice doing the, Oh, ghost voice, right? That you hear in the movies. When I called out for my grandpa, because that's who I thought it was, no one replied. It wasn't my grandpa. And I asked him about it, and he denied it being him. And as I got older, we moved to a few places with my mom, and every place we moved, I think Earl the ghost followed. So when I was in high school, I started to hear things in the bathroom falling over out of nowhere. And when I was going to the bathroom one time, the toilet paper just started unraveling by itself. Things would always start to fall over and make loud noises throughout time. There are a few years where I didn't experience anything. But lately, my husband and I moved into a new place. And on more than one occasion, things started falling over again, as well as a dresser drawer falling out of the dresser by itself. My mom and I have always thought it was Earl. And I still think he follows me and moves things around to let me know he's still there. All right, messing with the toilet paper. Classic Earl. You know how it is with Uncle Earl. He's always yes. watching you take a shit. Absolutely. Get out of here, ghost. It's my time, not yours. Whoa, I'm shitting you, ghost. Hey, I'm shitting hey. you. And that's why every day you got to live knowing, yeah, ghosts watch you shit, but it's cool. Because Who they cares? can't tell everybody. Honestly, 
you got to love shitting for them. I'll right? do Act anything in front of a ghost. Everything's fucking, they all, you know what it is about it? Is that they love to watch you shit because it's something they can't do anymore. And I bet one hmm. of the many things you miss as a ghost, if you are something and it's true, your corporeal presence, if you're here, your, pers your personality is safe here. I bet there's two things. Definitely eating and shitting. Mm -hmm. Because coming might actually be, eventually you might be like, man, maybe I can do that as a ghost. But well, I don't know. as we've learned with a lot of people who have sex with ghosts, yes. I think there might be some ghost ejaculate out there. See? All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening. We're excited to be inside of Europe. No, uh, we're going to be in Europe. We're going to be all over that fucking continent. I mean, to the, we're more on the, like the west side. Of the it's huge. Yeah. It's we'll very just big. kind of be in the areas that we have our shows booked in. Yeah, yeah you'll see uh, us mostly. there. If you yeah. see us, yeah, we're at. But we'll be on the road. Very excited yes. to show you all some UK secrets that we'll learn. Oh, we're going to learn a lot about Europe. <laughs> okay. All right, everyone. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Magustulations, everyone. Hail me. Yeah. Talk to you soon. Don't let anyone you know speak with spirits too much so they think they're Jesus. Or if they do, just remember to just give yeah. them a lot of room. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Yeah.